Hey guys, before we get started on today's show, Davidson's is still open. If you guys are looking for some beer to pick up for this weekend, maybe you're looking for some hard alcohol, Davidson's is the place to go. They have two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch, and these guys are locally owned. They have a massive, massive selection. Whatever you guys possibly want, Davidson's definitely has. You can get Breck's delicious 15-can sampler at Davidson's, or you can get it delivered to your door. Download their app today for incredible deals. Also, sign up for Davidson's loyalty program. Tons of ways to save money with that as well. Hey, kids. How would you like to hear this on the screen instead of the great show you came to see? That's what you sound like. Honest. Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy Oh god, I forgot this is the dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a disaster. Now you go. Now you go. Is it is it right here? Is this the moment? Is yeah, the like around around right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is up everybody? <laughs> Welcome into a casual Friday edition wow. of the DNBA live show. I'm your host, Adam Mares. Today we're presented by Illegal Pete's. Oh! <laughs> That was very good. Um, seated over to my right, I think it's your guys' right, it's Harrison Wind. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, man. Um, I didn't think you were going to go to me first, so I didn't have something prepared. Yeah, usually yeah, go to, go, go usually go to me last. Well, <laughs> I, I just go in order is what I do. See, down, down to below me is uh, Brendan Vogt. Hey guys, sorry, I'm in a one-hole tiebreaker for uh, WGT versus the pin, so I'll get back to you in like two. You know the worst moment in WGT is when uh, you have that that, uh, tiebreaker and they hit the ball and the heartbeat starts going? Yeah. And you're like, damn it, that means it's a great shot for them. That's it. Oh, it's yeah. all over. It's a deflating feeling. Very deflating feeling. And then down in the bottom right, with the beard, with the hat, it's D-Lanko. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not a Friday thing. It's like I what? always have a hat. Um, I gotta say we're a little ragged so far. This I, I wouldn't even say we're casual. I feel this is ragged Friday so far. <laughs> You're off on the intro. Wind's playing a video game, or my vote's playing a video game. Wind is unprepared. I mean, what is happening? I'm playing a game for work. <laughs> oh, nice Are you practicing for this weekend's WGT Tahoe? Pin? That's exactly what I'm doing. Do What's you guys the... know that Tahoe course is my favorite course? I actually love playing. If you guys don't know sure. what we're talking about, really? WGT, that is the official sh- sh- mobile video game of DNVR, and it's a, a lot of fun. you got to download it. Go to DNVR, thednvr.com, and you can download it. Actually, what is it? What is the short URL? It's like uh, DNVR Golf. DNVRGolf.com. Yeah, go there. I just uh, won, by the way. Oh, uh, hey! baby! Wow! When is, the, uh, when is the tournament on Pebble Beach coming? Because that is my home course. <laughs> Dominate that course. I love never. that course. Yeah. It's never coming. We're not <laughs> giving that an advantage. <laughs> um, today's show, guys, Casual Fridays. We always like to have guests on. So if you're watching this show, hop in the lounge. Actually, vote. You're going to tweet out the link to this show. So you can just. I did, yeah. Oh, you already got it. So if you're on Twitter. Go ahead and join the show. Uh, come on, send us your Nuggets questions. We'll we'll talk Nuggets. We'll chat. We'll have a good time. Um, but we're going to start off today, I guess. Is there um, – I guess I wanted to start off with Game of Zones 
because I because I thought it was pretty interesting and pretty funny. Eric, you just watched it. I did. I'm fresh off of my uh, Game of Zones viewing, which, if I'm being honest, I was a little distracted while watching, but <laughs> I thought it was very good. <laughs> I last week I said that I was kind of out on Game of Zones. Yeah, I'm too. back in. Me too. Me too. I I I, uh, I don't think I was ever in on it, but now I'm in. Starting with the second episode, I think, or I don't know where we are, but it was well, good. <laughs> they've given Jokic like more airtime and lines in the last couple than which he all deserves of them combined. So yeah, yeah now also also just the storyline of the players and the media and the natural rift is just absolutely hitting like our us as the target demographic. Like this is a storyline oh, yeah. that's absolutely hitting us. I would say they're they're landing this plane a lot better than the actual showrunners. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> they're really sticking this land. Game wait, wait, significantly wait till it's over before you say that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No, but you know what? This is going to sound funny because um, they're always funny, right? And sometimes, like, if they're making fun of your guy, sometimes you can be a little upset because you're like, you're not giving him a fish, whatever. But the show, I think, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Does it kind of have a little heart behind it? Like, this this little mini storyline? I feel like there's kind of a little, like, oh, you know, this is actually meaningful, not just funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you telling? Go ahead. No? Harrison. Well, I was saying, Harry, why, don't you di- why don't you describe to us the heart that you are uh, seeing here? Well, we, so we will confirm or deny. The storyline is that the Dream Team is, like, descending on the League, and, and there's, like, they have to combat them for all their nostalgia, basically. Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> to, to prove that the generations have gotten better. But then they have, like this undertone to it that's kind of I kind of like about like Kobe coming back to LeBron and telling him he has to like carry the torch and stuff it's just kind of like there's a little it's, a, it's tongue-in-cheek and it's weaking but I kind of I feel like, like that's the only heartfelt moment because everything else just seems to be ripping on players and just stereotypes throughout the league right well this would be a weird way to really try to slip in a lot of heartfelt moments I know through an animated uh... the weirdest I did think the Kobe ever. thing was a nice touch I did enjoy that I didn't do yeah, that. Like, all Kobe things are sad now. Like, even that. Like, you're sitting there laughing, and then Kobe appears, and I'm kind of like... <laughs> immediately kind of down. It, it, does it, it really... It, does it make you sad when you see... It doesn't make me sad, but it makes me feel like I'm supposed to be uh, reverent. In oh, some I way, see right? what you're saying. It genuinely makes me sad. And I know that's weird. I don't... I don't not everybody needs to feel sad. Like, this isn't one of those things where it's like, how do you laugh at a moment like this, guys? <laughs> like, it's not like that. But for me personally, I'm still sad. It's still like... I don't know. And I've, I've said this. You're before. an emotional wreck. Get, I am get an your emotional life together. Wreck. I, I do need to. But no, like watching even this Jordan doc, man, I wish I I wish I could hear from Kobe. I probably would regret that. He'd probably have some really annoying <laughs> things to say, all but. of the quotes if he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just pass the ball. <laughs> no, but here's the, here's the point I was going to make. Number one, I do think that there is an issue right now with players and media. And I think it goes both ways to a certain extent. But I really... And look, full disclosure, I am media. (laughs) (laughs) I am far from a biased person here. Yeah, there is a real thing about some of these players and just how much they like despise the media. And for for reasons I would consider kind of ridiculous. Like there's people talk about you, but, you know, there's you can't take it personal and you can't expect everybody just to worship everything. You're compensated. Yeah, you're compensated compensated or whatever. So I kind of like this idea of them presenting it just 
as it is to me, as absolutely ridiculous that guys like Kyrie and Katie are so annoyed and bothered by the media. And not just because, like, in a princess die way, we're, like, we're always being watched. But in a, like, your complaints are absolutely ridiculous. You know, like, get over it. Isn't this yeah. this thing, though, where you can't, like, you can feel like <clears throat> somebody should feel a certain way about something, but then they feel a different way about something and you can't tell them that they're wrong? Well, I, it's to <laughs> me, it's more about, like, the reaction. I think we've entered this really sort of, like, ultra-woke age of NBA fandom where if you're not, like, 100% on board with player empowerment and players getting to do whatever they right. want, then you're not woke. When, like, I do think we we've probably far surpassed whatever that line is, which, like, these are not in oppressed people in this ecosystem, specifically basketball players, and, like, maybe we can start moving away from... Like, look, man, if, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie want their privacy or whatever, I get it, but you can get mad at us for the conjecture when you guys are in that hallway together. Guess what? You teamed up. Everyone was right. right. Everyone was 100% right the whole time. Well, that's so. the thing about the Katie thing. Was, do you remember when he went out, Ethan Strauss, and he was like, grow up, bro, grow up. The reason he was going at him that time was because Strauss did the report that him and Kyrie were going to team up together, and he's right. like, you just make stuff up, bro, grow up. <laughs> nope, doesn't. Actually, he was right, completely right. I'll never forget Sham Shrania tweeted that Isaiah Thomas was eyeing like an early February return. And then Isaiah Thomas tweeted, how are you going to tell me when I return? Does anyone want to guess when Isaiah Thomas returns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's a really weird thing, man, um, with players. And I think, actually, it does, to tie it back to MJ, I do think it has something to do with MJ because whether or not Michael Jordan is the best player of all time, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't get into those things as much as most people seem to. I, don't, I, I really like Michael. I really like LeBron. I really like a lot of players. But – he does have the best myth. Like, he has the best legend. And I think all these players, including LeBron, but especially Kevin Durant and some of these guys, they really want the myth as much mm. as they want to be sure. as great as Jordan. They, like, want the perfect story with the little bow on the end and everything. And whenever somebody's like, yo, Katie's not, you know, I know he wants to write this letter in six months about how this was the toughest decision, but actually the decision's already made, and it was really easy. And, it's, and, like, and it breaks the myth, and I think that's what they get so pissed about. But let's be honest. This is 2020. There's no more myths. Every, right, every right. story we get from every angle. Well, they do I mean, really want that, but and they want that because Jordan's career was so perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just absolutely perfect. Like, he has to learn the lessons in the Eastern Conference Finals, finally gets past the Pistons, gets a three-peat, then just retires and walks off into the sunset, comes back, gets another three-peat, and, like, hits the most iconic shot in NBA history. It doesn't work like that for most players. (laughs) It doesn't. His career is so perfect. You know what I was thinking thinking about the other day? That um, the audacity of Michael Jordan's father, that he has – his son is the greatest basketball player of all time, and – all he thinks about is how he wished he played he played baseball. Like, oh man! I think he wanted him to play baseball, but he was very happy about him playing basketball. Why? But he, that's the story. It's like he went to go play baseball because his dad wanted him to play baseball. Why does his dad want him to play baseball? He produced the greatest basketball player of all time. That's not enough for you, Michael Jordan's dad. Well, I think he, he wanted him to play baseball before he became the greatest basketball. Player. I listen. I get. I get it. But I just that hit me at a certain point. Like, it, it did. Wait, me up. It's not enough for you, dad. It's not enough for you that I'm the greatest basketball player of all time. All right, fine. I'll play baseball. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know what, though? That's, again, we talk about the myth, and 
one of the things that I'm a bit fascinated by all of this is that Jordan, one, he did have a very good story, like a story arc, but also he's just, he's won. He's succeeded at telling his myth and it becoming the canon. Right. Like right. every other player, LeBron has his own myth he would like everyone to believe, and parts of it are true. And then like everybody else has a story about LeBron, and all of those come together to, to form the overarching story. With Jordan, and as this documentary is sort of proving, he gets to tell the story that we all accept, and we all just keep it moving. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Gary Payton wasn't a problem. It was just Father's Day. That's <laughs> why he played, played bad. Fourteen minutes, not a second more. <laughs> but at a certain point, like, does it matter? I mean, what, like, what's the ultimate goal of all of this? It's like, for your to be a, uh, if you follow like what the arc is to be a great champion in a sport, it's like you play. People write stories about you, and then if you do it the right way, then you get to have a statue oh, yeah, in the sure. Great Hall, right. and then we get to look, and then you know you go and you honor the champions of the past at the the top of the hill at the Great Hall, right. and you know we just it's funny because we just talk about this all day every day, so we like want that real gritty like reality, but like why why do we want that? Who cares? Like let's yeah. isn't it better to have like the Michael Jordan myth than the Michael Jordan reality? Uh, to- totally. My point wasn't actually to knock down. The, the, the way that we consume Jordan. The point was that guys like Kevin Durant want that. They can never have it. And that, that's my point. So then the frustration becomes with the media. Well, I don't know I, that I, Kevin I Durant curious, is ever going to have a perfect arc. I mean, they would Yo, if, he, uh, if, he, if he sticks the landing on his career, he yeah. wins in Brooklyn. He does like, like then, you know, it's like when we watched the first parts of that uh, Ken Burns documentary on baseball, which Drew, I don't know if you're watching right now, put me to sleep almost immediately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they go through like eight bazillion people that played. And like, if you win, and you do it, then like you get to be like that, oh, sure, like sure. The, the, the 10 second, like, oh, and this guy did this and, you know, like lefty spears from the Yankee, whatever. But I mean, the, myth, almost... no, the myth making is done after the fact, and it's going to be hard to do yeah. that after an era in which everyone was privy to virtually every second. I love you. So great. I love it. So I am curious how, like, how do we talk about LeBron 10, 12, 15 yeah. years after his career? Do right. we do we skip right to game six? Do we talk about games one through five where there was a chance where this career never <laughs> Well, happens? if it's done in the lane <laughs> of the Michael Jordan doc, he won't even like be on the Cavs for that first goal. <laughs> <laughs> his career starts in, the, in Miami. The, yeah, I wish he had done it differently, but, you know, he left for a good reason thing. Like, how different is this all 10, 12 years from now? And, and does... Does LeBron, Kevin Durant get to do that? Because even in the Jordan days, the most the most passionate NBA fans did not have league pass. <laughs> and you were getting the games you got when you got them. And we talk about, like, it's so hard now to have a complete picture of what everyone's doing and what everyone's up to and how do you evaluate this stuff. I mean, back then it was almost all mainstream narrative when you couldn't watch the whole league. So so how do you do this now in, in, in high yeah. Yeah, the, the LeBron's doc will definitely be framed like obviously it will be produced by LeBron, yeah, but yeah. I guarantee you the decision will be framed as like a, a coming of age moment for LeBron where 
You know, he, <laughs> he got to choose for the first time where he yeah. wanted to play. Yeah. Um, like, I, that's definitely going to be the lightest put in. LeBron is kind of as bad as, like, Kevin Durant, though, in wanting this. He's just better at pulling it off. Yeah. But, like, every is, human is. They're all bad. Yeah, They're, that's true. That's, that's true. just like, this is all there's this is the absolute power corrupting absolutely. Like, yeah, if yeah. you're given the agency to be able to control, like, nobody wants to be told what to do. And then if you get to the point where you're able to truly control your environment, like, everybody would do that. And, like, but it, yeah. again, like, it's the funny, it's the funny, like, um, juxtaposition between the day-to-day operations of the entertainment of watching basketball, the politics of basketball, and then ultimately the myth-making storytelling of what this exists like why sports exist in our life and where we have to put meaning to them and like why it was important and why should we remember and all of this stuff it's like so interesting and it and you know in this time where we are without actual sports to go into and like get into the the nitty-gritty like we're all forced to sort of like analyze this like what does this all mean like why do we care so much like what what where, yeah. What is this leading to? <laughs> right. Le- uh, Jokic, this might be good for Jokic. Like he might get if they if he does win, of course. But like he just doesn't care. He's not going to finesse his legacy. <laughs> like he just he, he's not even going to know what his legacy is. What he's done with basketball. He's just back in Sambor and he's like, oh, they're talking about me still. That's weird. He doesn't. <laughs> I, I would argue that he would like reject the concept of legacy philosophically. Yeah. Like he probably doesn't even formulate that in his head. Oh, man. Yeah. I think so. LeBron, I was going to say, we were talking about the decision. I already know how it'll play in the documentary 20 years from now. He's going to be like, Maverick Carter really wanted to do it. And I was like, I don't think it's a good idea, man. But, uh, <laughs> he made me. And uh, anyway. You no, know, in hindsight, some kids go to college. I no, but I mean, he'll, he'll frame it as, and he's partly right in this, the decision was really the first, like, real-time free agency decision in, like, any sport, right? Yeah. Now players are writing essays. They're creating their own content with their own production companies, announcing their free agent decisions. LeBron was the first one to do that. So he, he was kind of a trailblazer in that regard. Yeah. I, I'm sure that he'll be like in his documentary, he'll, he'll talk about how um, he really paved the way for players to, you know, own their own identity own like his, sure. his contributions to yep. absolutely to free agency and just in general are, are going to yeah. be, what it's all it about. is it's true though it's already his legacy i mean definitely, definitely. it really has changed things he's the um, father of the player empowerment era which is yeah. ironic because i resent that era and i, <laughs> I, <love LeBron. laughs> I it's funny it is funny too like i find myself uh like f- this this thing that adam hates which you're so right to hate where you just are when you're ranking players it makes you oh yeah love number one and hate number two for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this bomb, this and you're it's like, so true. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Jokic or Embiid. You're like, what? Embiid? Pass or dribble? He turns it over. He's, he's such a loser. Yeah. He's a loser. He's the <laughs> second best setter. Yeah, and then the <laughs> offseason, it's like, oh, yo, we got Embiid. And everyone's like, yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> Drew's <laughs> just bringing the heat. Man. <laughs> you should hop on the show. Actually, yeah, yeah. First, First guy, uh, we get have, in here, Drew. Yeah, get in here, Drew. Guy, but you we actually have a, a guest in the uh, in the queue. Let's bring him on. On Fridays, guys, we like to bring in our guests, and we got Bucket. Yeah, Jason's old teammate. What's happening, brother? <laughs> I want to tell you guys doing. I like that you're repping uh, CU today. Good I don't work. care for right. it. It's, it's not for me. <laughs> Always repping something, Colorado. That's right. 
See, that's not really it for me either. I, I don't dislike CU. I just I don't. I thought over time I would get a connection to it, but I just I still don't. Yo, if you don't go to if you don't go to a college and you develop a deep relationship with that college, did you go to did you go to CU buckets before I go on this rant? <laughs> I did not. But like, my <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a right like, turn you know, and say. You know what? Uh, at moments like this guy, you can just throw Eric off. It's no I think I think what I think what buckets <laughs> is uh, is saying here is that. CU is obviously <laughs> the school of Colorado. Like, CU? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. CU is obviously the, yeah. the school of that's Colorado right, That's where I was going default. with this. That's where I was going with this. I wanted to say thank you for representing our great state through our one university, Colorado Buckets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think of this conversation we're having here about um, just myth-making and, and the Michael Jordan doc? Are you turned off at all by, by the way that the story is being told? Or are you just like, you know what? It's fun. I'm in. Well, I mean, I fell in love with basketball because of Michael Jordan. So I, in my eyes, he can kind of do no wrong. So I, I didn't really think that the documentary was going to change my mind either way. I, I know that Jordan came out with some comments before saying that a lot of he thought a lot of people were going to see him in a different light now. But it seems like the reaction has mostly still been positive. Do you? I have a theory about that. I feel like this is, again, him being just perfect at finessing it about, yeah. you know what, I think people are going to hate me because I care too much, I try <laughs> too hard, and yeah. sometimes I win too much. That's the, why the none thing, of us like is, you though, on the show. Ev- right? Everybody who knew anything about Michael Jordan already knew he was this guy, right? Yeah. Like, we already knew he was th- this really hard teammate and whatnot. And I'm wondering if Jordan, in the um, in the mythical world that he lives in, where he's just sitting in a penthouse smoking a cigar and drinking tequila every day maybe he just doesn't have a great idea of how the basketball world perceives him like maybe he just yeah. didn't really know what do they say we all uh, knew he was this guy they, they, what do they say wolves don't concern them, themselves with the thoughts of sheep what does I, care I also what think what's so interesting though is as much as kobe took from mj on the court he, you could tell he tried so hard to be more successful than michael jordan after yeah, his career was absolutely. over and it seemed like he was starting to accomplish that. And, and I kind of feel like Bon is trying to do the same thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's on record of saying he wants to be the first billionaire in sports. So well, for LeBron, it's like he's going to stay competitive wow, even after wow. he retires. Yeah. 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 There's, and it's like different kind of legacy that I don't think yeah. anyone associates MJ with. Right. Right. Yeah. If, if, you, if you go on uh, Twitter, MJ, like, I don't know if you want to be a billionaire. I don't know if that's the right move. Well, I don't think you like want to. Great yeah. player, bad owner, right? <laughs> yeah, o- owning a middling Eastern Conference franchise after like going Modern. down as the greatest player of all time just seems like a terrible way to live your glory days. It seems yeah. like yeah. so miserable. You know, it's, it's got to be eating at him. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because like with, we get these stories about how competitive he was and this or that, and it is funny that he still sucks at golf. Because he, he sucks at golf. Well, I'm saying he's just not like you put that like he's you oh, put that right, much right, time right. and you're that competitive and like you hear the story about baseball and Terry Francona the other day was on Scott Van Pelt's show and he's like if he would have played another year I think he would have made it to the majors he was that driven and then you hear the stories about how he has to gamble on golf and I'm like he should be good should be like yeah. Cause, cause look golf at Charles Barkley golf is like yeah that's, like, that's why Tiger's incredible because if you do the MJ thing to your golf game the only person you're psyching out is yourself that's you so know? true and it just spirals there's a well, level and, of release you have to have yeah, yeah, yeah. golf like it, golf is not um, for like the very bendy individual like the very uh, 
his body is like super fluid. Like golf, you need to be so rigid. Like you can't have any play in your. Uh, oh Harrison yeah, knows. yeah. Harrison knows as a decorated golf uh, WGT <laughs> champion. Like you need like it. It's not good. Like Michael Jordan is really uh, an amazing basketball player because he can t- go in every direction really quickly, but like you don't. You don't want that in golf. <laughs> you guys want to know how irrationally cocky I am? I know you guys already know this, but um, yes, playing WGT, example. I'm like convinced I'd be good at actual golf. I don't yep. play. So wow. I don't wow. wow. Like I'm ready to hit up course. We are 100% going golfing. I cannot <laughs> wait for this to happen. <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed if I'm not awesome. When was the last time you played golf? Last year. I played, uh, I played last year. I had like like the first five holes were all max shots. Like I just had to pick up the ball. And quit the hole. But then you're I got probably good now, it. though. Yeah, you're but probably now, good now. now that yeah, you, you're you're definitely gonna like go out there with a scratch handicap. The, the, the other thing <laughs> on the docket, actually, why don't we take a quick break? We're gonna talk some Jokic on the way back, um, and, and and get into the video I put out today, which was uh, looking back at his summer league. I think kind of an interesting one. But first, a break. So if you guys are looking uh, for some brews this weekend, I've got to recommend the 15 can sampler. Oh, he changed it up a little. From Breck Brewing. Well, I was told to promote the 15 can sampler. Oh, okay. (laughs) It sounded so earnest until you just broke the fourth wall. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, seriously, you can get 15 Breck brews. I think the 15 can sampler is 17 or 18 bucks. So I'm a big fan of the the pack of of 15. That's a good number, 15. That's what like two 15? people's worth of beer for a Friday, in my, for me at least. Right. How is that? Each one gets seven and a half? What, and then the drunkest one gets the last one. <laughs> <laughs> you like a baked-in competition? All right. Uh, well, I, I can go with you. Yeah. So you get three cans of the Vanilla Porter Jr., Ooh, three nice. cans of the Breck Lager, three right. of the Agave Wheat, three of the Avalanche Amber, and three of the Lucky UIPA. So nice little variety there in the 15-can sampler. Cool. Uh, be sure to pick it up from Davidson's. You can also get it from the Breck Brew Farmhouse as well. And uh, like we were saying earlier in the show, the Tahopen yes. oh. on WGT this weekend. Who's coming for my title? I was going to. Who's coming for it? I'm telling you, this you... is the hole I've played more than any other course. I, I'm the Ta. If I'm ever going to get it, it's this one. So how do you know how many? Um, I was wondering how many holes is it? Is it nine holes? Nine close to the pin. It's nine. I made because I, I set the tournament parameters. Oh, no so wind. You, okay. It's very slow green. No speeds, wind. Easy holes. <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm so not unrealistic close to the pin ever. Adam has engineered this tournament to be in closest to his what he's good at as possible. Exactly so, what it is. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This All is some right. serious gerrymandering. This is ridiculous. Oh, if, if you want to play in this, uh, what I'm thinking is going to be this tournament. great tournament, <laughs> uh, dnvrgolf.com. You can download the WGT app from there and uh, search for the DNVR Clubhouse or the DNVR Country Club it is, and that's all yeah. you need. That's all you need. Um, uh, all right. Is that it, Harrison? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. We're all good. right. Um, so today Ooh. up on DN- DNVR, the dnvr.com. I, I spent the week looking at old clips of Jokic at Summer League. Can I tell you? Great week. What a fun week going back and watching Jokic at Summer League. Uh, Buckets, do you remember, like, off the top of your head, were you watching Summer League in 2015? Definitely not. I, I was not watching that live, but I watched your, your clips. They were pretty good. Okay. No, so having watched the clips, because the thesis of my video, after going through it, I was like, 
all of the things he does now, he was doing then, maybe on a smaller scale. But, like, you see it. Like, when you watch him, and at the time, I remember this because I was there and I was covering the team. Nobody was really talking about him. And it's kind of funny to me because when you watch it now, you're like, oh, my God, he's clearly the best player. Did you get that impression? Yeah, I mean, when you when you point things out like that ahead of a video, it's a lot easier to follow. I think as a fan, it's it's so much harder to react in real time. You kind of just focus on the result. Because yeah. a lot of those plays were like, good pass, no finish. So yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what happened? But, you know, I remember uh, his second year in the league, I was able to go to a game. And I remember that was when he was coming off the bench for Nurkic. Yeah. And you could tell, like, immediately within the first couple of minutes, like, whoa, this guy's just flat out better. Yeah. So yeah, I thought, unfortunately, you know, so Nurkic could tell that too. That was the I was like, there's only one way this is going to end. Either they're going to figure it out together, or Nurkic is going to be out of here. And uh, I just knew that it was such a good thing for us going forward that uh, Jokic has that mentality of team first guy. Yeah. One of the things I didn't note in the video is that Jokic played a decent amount at power forward alongside Joffrey Laverne and then this other guy. I can't remember his name. It was like Ogek or something. It's a European player. Um, but it's kind of funny in hindsight to think that when he arrived here, they were like, and, and I remember Tim Conley's comments being like, long term, we feel like we can, he'll be a fit with Nurkic and at power forward. It, it's funny because he's so clearly a center now. Like, I, I can't even think of him as a power forward. It sounds so absurd, but that's more or less what they were trying to, to mold him into. Well, don't I you think some of that... Go ahead, man. Sorry, I was going to say, don't you think some of that has to do with the way just the game has changed, right? I mean, the uh, small ball now. No doubt no, about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if he, because he didn't have that natural rim-protecting ability, that the natural thing was to shuffle him in at power forward. And I also Definitely. think it was just a concerted effort to, to not have to choose between Yoke and Nurkic. Right, I mean, yeah. Right, you had, you had a first-round investment in Nurkic right. as well. Right. Yeah, and also you're, you know, now um, the thought, well, it's funny, like, Jokic has such amazing ball skills, and you wouldn't think to... And put empower your center to yeah. use those. Right. So, That's like, yeah. you know, you're watching. You're like, oh, cool. He's going to have power forward because he's going to, you know, we're going to have him out beyond the three point line. We're going to, you know, get him uh, the ball in his hands a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it, the game has changed a lot because of him. Um, guy, can you play the second clip, the inbound pass one? Because you were talking, uh, Bucket, about the like play and just seeing the result. But watch this inbound play. This is like summer league in a nutshell. Just keep your eye on Jokic <laughs> on the elbows here. It's wide open. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Like, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff when you're watching. It's just like, all right, well, you should have scored yeah. there, but what can you do? He was just yeah, waiting this is like for Jameer Nelson to show up. Yeah. This is what happens every year when you get, like, really hyped about Summer League coming back, and then it starts, and you're like, wow, this is very, very poor basketball. <laughs> just, none of these guys are going to be in the league. This is amazing. Can I tell you, though, Summer League, it's still – was my favorite week of the year like it, it's still so yeah, much but you fun go. i know you go. but i'm saying even the basketball like the basketball just forms your day when you, i feel like when whenever i go to vegas whenever i would go just as like a vacation you would go to the pool and that would be the your day and then at night yeah, you're just yeah. drinking and gambling having an actual thing to do during the day is great, yeah. great. Oh, like totally it also allows you too. not to blow a ton of money yeah, yep. in Vegas. If you're just in a gym watching terrible basketball. Yeah, but like, <laughs> uh, imagine what you're talking about. But you're not in Las Vegas. You're in your apartment, and you're like, "Oh, cool! I can't wait to watch this game on at four o'clock." Oh, and then it sure. starts, and you're like, 
wow, I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe I structured Mo- my day around watching Vegas. this. <laughs> you're just like, if you're in Vegas for more than 48 hours without a reason to be there, everything starts to crumble internally, like psychologically. <laughs> like, there's got to be a good reason why I'm doing this. Man, I see this comment here, and it makes me sad. I can't wait for Bowl Bowl Summer League. Well, you're going to have to. I, I mean, because I don't think there's going to be a summer no league. Way, this year. Right? It's almost, I mean, that's like the first thing you would cut out. But yeah. I, too, was very excited about Bull Bull making his debut. Like I was excited about Michael Porter last year making his debut. Bull yeah, Bull at summer league was going to be an all-timer. An all-timer. It, 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 do you think they would have slotted the Nuggets? I, I'm pretty sure they would have if Bull Bull was playing like they did this year. The marquee 7 o'clock game, Friday night, Thomas and Max Center, Bull Bull against LaMelo Ball. Yes, oh, baby. The yeah. Bull Ball matchup. They oh, my goodness. LeVar Ball would have been there. It would have been incredible. <laughs> it's so great. Man. Bull, I'm hyped for Bull Bull, man. Like, i just not hyped for him to be good. I'm just hyped to see him because I think he's so interesting. Can you – dude, if we as a people, even beyond the bounds of Denver, deserve <laughs> – going deep. Deserve a Bull Bull entrance into this league like look at what happened when taco fall played like 11 minutes this season and right, he, was, yeah. he became a cult hero the second like people had costumes on like i want to see people in the crowd wearing multiple bowls on their heads and, and bowl bowl is <laughs> actually good think about that i yeah. can't think about it stan kroenke's yeah. gotta be like with with all the hit all these nba owners are taking i know boohoo poor billionaire but with like just trying to like make up some of the money i'm sure he's like all right, we have Bull Bull here. He's, like, super popular. We have Michael Porter Jr. here. He's super popular. Like, push those guys to the front of the line. We got to see what we got. We got to play. Yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're just trying to figure out where to put the Ram stuff in the team store. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> Stan Kroenke's like, oh, yeah, we have Bull Bull. Um, can we add another gradient to the Rams uh, logo? Or... <laughs> Guy, cue up that first video because uh, there's a lot of cool things that Jokic did that you're like, oh, yeah, that's just like him. But uh, here's one that's just like him in uh, maybe a not-so-great way. We should have known. We should have seen it coming. <laughs> Let's see. Yoke on the pose. Oh, mm. And here's what he F this. <laughs> I am not running because he's an idiot. Just going to foul here in the backcourt out of pure frustration. So that is a Euro foul, right? That's a real tactic. Is that encouraged or is that like a kind of misconception? It is like in the European game, it was like popular to do that and to prevent the fast break. And I think like it is a smart play in a 40 minute game, you know, like, okay, you you can get away with it. The problem is Jokic is fouled out, but like he's had a problem of picking too many of these up. And also (laughs) there's a difference between. Your worst player doing that stop the break foul. Yes. Your best player doing it. And the guy you absolutely need to be part to play sixty five minutes of a triple overtime game. Especially when two minutes later he's going to take a deep breath and just whack someone on the arm. <laughs> yeah. And the other difference is a lot of times those euro fouls are not born out of frustration. All of Jokic's euro fouls typically are. Right. Um, you know. Well, Bucket, do you want to play a, a little game? It's not it's not the steps, but another game here that's going to require you uh, to test your basketball knowledge. I'll do my best. Let's go. Brandon, take right. the wheel. Rockets is ready for anything. I'm going to expose all of us with this one. Um, oh, crap. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know if we prepped our producer guy for this. Uh, we're going to debut an excellent game, an excellent segment called Where is the Lie? Where's the guy? Oh! The- yeah! <laughs> that is a, a cursed image. <laughs> At least my eyes are finally green. Um, so, Buckets, I'm going to give you three facts on Jokic. And, uh, there's two truths and there's a lie in there, okay? All right. Jokic is the 
first Serbian player to make all NBA, any team, first, second, or third. First. He has the most triple doubles by any European player, and he's the first Nugget to make first team all NBA. Mm, I, I already know. Mm. I know it. I know it. I'm pretty I sure the it. first one is a lie. The Serbian one? Yeah. <laughs> he's the oh. second Nugget to make first team all NBA. Uh, guys. Buckets! Who's the other one? You want to help me out? Uh, David Thompson, right? Yeah, that was the lie. That's that correct. was the lie. That was the lie. I just we don't have. Oh, any... maybe I, I probably didn't process it. Yeah, he... <laughs> the stakes are much lower in this game. You don't have to worry about immediate ejection. So he he, he approached that one a little too casually. I feel like we're still workshopping the production feature where we animate your nose growing. <laughs> we're just going to move into the second one. It's coming though. Um, Jokic right. was the 2018 Serbian Player of the Year. He is 11th all time in Nuggets assists, and he is the fastest triple double in NBA history. First one is not true. Uh, the Serbian Player of the Year. Oh wait, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was it. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong again. Again. Turns out he's. I was wrong. <laughs> Jokic is uh seventh all-time in assists, which is actually oh, awesome. That's so nutty. How, so where is he at on this leaderboard? Can he catch... Where can he get to by, like, say, the end of this year if it resumes? He was, like, three games away from passing... Uh, he was, like, 15 down from six, I think. What about five? Top five would be nuts. Well, in I don't five know. Adam, I didn't bring the leaderboard. <laughs> you could have just made a number up. You'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 21 yeah. games. Yeah. All right, Buck, it's one last chance at redemption. Um, if you get it right. He just got the last one. No, he didn't. That's <laughs> no, sick. He's over two. If he oh. gets it wrong, we're booting was, you oh. viciously. Um, Jokic, in the last regular season, he had a 26.7% usage percentage. He shot over 60% from the floater range. And then finally, the third fact, his highest single-season BPM mark is higher than Larry Bird's. And keep in mind, BPM is a beats per minute of your heart. I don't remember what all three of those are either, Bucket. So shoot 60% from floater range, 26.7% usage, and a higher single season BPM than Bird. Um, How do you not know this? Were you not a number yeah, fan? The hell, Buckets? I'll say know. the first one again. Yeah, no, that's, just, that's wrong. He did today, shoot 60% buddy. Ah! range. Not today, buddy. Uh, uh, <laughs> as much as we would all like to believe it, Larry Bird actually still has a, a higher single season BPM for now. peak. For now. For, for now. Yeah. Than Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Buckets, thanks for playing, but um, you lost. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Buckets. We, that game like was designed it. for Andy Bailey, who was supposed to <laughs> That was actually just hyper. So, Those questions were like yeah. tailor-made for him to uh, yeah, yeah. To, him to get to. Th this is interesting, guys. Do you know who Jokic just passed for seventh place on uh, the all-time assist leaderboard for Dan the Nuggets? Well, I know uh, you, you know, but... <laughs> Dan Issel. Dan Issel, who's... who's um, I don't know. I guess I would have been surprised that he had that many assists, but he played yeah. for the Nuggets for so long. He played like 12 years for the Nuggets or so. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was a long time, so... Yeah, he, he's like a... He played a lot of minutes. But Jokic has topped that in five years. So. This goes back to that conversation we were having. Like, Dan Issel is like a very um, important figure in Nuggets history, and I feel like I've seen... One clip of his playing days, like. Well, he has <laughs> been, you know, he's been erased. He's been canceled. 
So <laughs> we just kind of like wiped everything about Dennis, and we're just kind of like, oh, we don't talk about it for too long. He does follow us on Twitter, though, so everyone try to keep it cool here. I <laughs> love Dan Nissel. Uh I have his phone number, randomly enough. Weird Never flex. called it. Yeah. Weird flex. Um, we talk all, right. all the time. Uh, do we have closest to the pin? Yeah. You guys Let's play, play closest to the pin. Chill. Let's do it. Just I don't think if anybody wants to hop in here. If you want to hop in for the steps, we'll wrap up with the steps if we get a contestant. If not, we won't Cowards. since we all, all right. This is just for you three nerds. The first one, how many career assists does Nikola Jokic have? Adam. I literally just looked this up. Oh, God. What? <laughs> I forget that you do. So yeah, this, is, this is a head-to-head me, me v. Adam. Yeah, I was literally just looking at the Nuggets all-time assist leaderboard. <laughs> Man, this is really tough. I have to tell you not to do that. I'm going to be off by so many. Um, yeah, because why would you know? I have no clue how to gauge this stuff. 2,000? Two, two, two is that, like, Eric? anywhere in the ballpark? So I'm trying to think here. Like, So what does he average a game? Maybe five a game. There's 80 games you a season. You can have to get seriously. <laughs> so I'm going to say doing that, using those figures, um, 2001. Eric's the big winner. <laughs> you guys were uh, very, like, mysteriously close on yeah, that. Yeah, suspiciously close. <laughs> well, I, just, I just did uh, some quick math in my head is all I did. And I just jumped off of whatever Adam said. <laughs> um, how many career rebounds for Nikola Jokic? All three of you should should not know this. All right, so what was the answer? 2,400? I'm going to go 5,000. Ooh. So I'm going to go. You just came up with. Because he's double the, the amount head. of rebounds. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, go seventy-five or seventy-five hundred. Wow, I'm gonna go four thousand. Three thousand six hundred. Yeah, my closest again. Yeah. He only has that many more rebounds than assists. That's incredible. I think, I, I think what's what's tough about that is we think he is this elite rebounder, but he also has actually spent way less time in like a high minute starting role than we think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of thought that number would be way off. Three and a half I, years? Yeah. Huh. Um, how many assists for Jokic in the 2019-2020 playoffs? Total. Total assists. Mm. In last year's playoffs. Yes. Last year's playoffs. That was uh, and two rounds. 127. That was, let's see, seven ga- That was 14 games. You're catching up to my math. I'm going to say Not quite he had. You're doing the math now. And you're going to get like super close. I'm going to say he had 138. That's too high. <laughs> I'll go 100. Uh, 118. Adam, oh. I was only off right, by 20. Final, finally, one more. One last one. How many points did he score in last year's playoffs? Total points. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, 300. 300 points yeah. even. Yeah, I was thinking that 20 a game is about the baseline. That would give you 280. Uh, so I'm going to say 280. <laughs> I'll say 310. 352. Harrison wins. Oh. Take that L on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, those were good. I like closest to the pin. Me too. Guys, it's a good week here. Uh, the DNVR live show or DMBA live show. God, this was a tough Friday. Really tough Friday. <laughs> this <laughs> was a rough one. This, this was a real rough one. We, we Peter, did not come in ready. <laughs> buckets was a disaster. We got all kind of, everything's a, a mess. Eric forgot to introduce himself. I was playing a video game. <laughs> Great news though. The sun is shining. It's beautiful outside. If you if you can go out to your like patio and look at the world and then go back inside. It should be a good weekend, though. All right, guys, we've got the uh, awesome Jokic video. we got some articles, some content on there. Lots of good stuff on DNVR across all beats, so if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do so. And then we're going to be back next week with a full slate of shows. Goodbye, everybody. Before we get out of here on today's show, Green Mountain Dental is giving DNVR members an awesome deal. They're hooking you guys up with a free Sonic Air toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's all you gotta do to take home an awesome electric toothbrush. Sonicare is top of the line. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, which is located in Lakewood. They will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. When you're thinking about scheduling a cleaning x-ray and exam, do it at Green Mountain Dental Group. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush.